0: like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How would you like to have a holiday way out on the sea? How would you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? Hey, hey, beer fans. Welcome to a special holiday episode of Experimental Brewing with Denny and Drew. I'm Denny and I'm Drew and we're having a holiday party virtually. That's right. You know, uh we are not going to have an, an official holiday episode of Experimental Brewing, but we wanted to pop in and wish everybody great. And uh let's the year in review. It says here in our script. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if we really need to say much about it. Everybody knows what it was like. Everybody had the same year, so uh let's uh Let's just hope that next year is better and leave it at that, huh?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, this year was fun. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think, I mean, this year was interesting in a couple of ways because, at least early on, I did a lot more brewing in the early part of this year than I think I've done for, like, the entire previous year.
0: Yeah, man, so did I. Um, and I brewed a whole bunch of IPAs because I really got into that new dry hopping technique that we've been doing, and it just made them so great that uh, – I mean I had I had four kegs of various IPAs on hand at one point.
1: Well you could almost open up your own microbrewery that way.
0: <laughs> not on your <laughs> life. And probably the high point of the year, at least for us, was that we've been talking to tons of homebrew clubs and it is so much fun. Uh it not only takes the place of the live interaction that we all miss so much, but man. It, it, homebrewers have got to be about the greatest people on the face of the earth. It, it is just always a gas getting together with them and talking, even if it's virtually online.
1: Yeah, was, we've done multiple club meetings. We did Hop and Brew School this year, and we also did uh, AHA Homebrew Con. So, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of opportunity for us to virtually get together. Uh, my hope is, of course, next year we're all going to get together in person and have a rager. Yeah.
0: That's right, man. We we can hope so. So uh, we thought we'd just do a quick recap of our favorite beers of the year, uh, including the ones that we brewed. So uh, what was yours, uh, Drew? Uh,
1: Well, I know everybody's going to think I'm going to say one of my saisons, and I had a couple of saisons I made that I really enjoyed. But no, I think the favorite thing I made this year was my quarantine Ginny Cream Ale, where I substituted in... 30% 30% of RO water, or actually, sorry, 30% of distilled water into the mix with my regular tap water. And that is, I think, the best version of that beer I have ever made. And
0: so you don't normally do that for that kind of beer or, you know, for anything light like that? No, I,
1: I hadn't really been because, I mean, remember, I, uh, as I said, for years, I just sort of ignored water. And for right. if, for whatever reason, this year, the sodium level in my water seems to have spiked up. So normally it's already high in in the report that I have from the past years where it was already at like 50 ppm. And that was sort of pushing it, but I could get away with it. This year, for whatever reason, when I made my first batch of Jenny, all I could taste was salt. (laughs) And so the next time I did it, I went in and I did that 30% dilution. And I'll tell you what, worked like a charm. That beer was great.
0: Yeah, I think, I think my favorite one was the one that I just kegged, an alt beer that I call Milo's Alt. It's kind of an Americanized version of Alt. I used, uh, Mechagrade Metolius, their Munich version, uh, about, oh, probably about 80% of that. And then the other 20% was the, uh, Mechagrade Pelton Pills. Um, Good old YI's 1007 fermented at 55 degrees, and I managed to get a hold of some Spalt Select hops, which are perfect for it. That beer turned out crystal clear, malty, bitter, and delicious, and uh, it's going to be a real chore to keep from draining that keg before I go through all the other ones I've got on hand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, isn't it funny how that works? You're like, la, 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 I like this beer. I'm going to have this beer. I've got all this other beer. No, I want to have another one of those.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what led to the dumping of the Vienna lager. So uh, commercially, what did you have this year that you really like?
1: Well, okay, so uh, first things first, uh, I've obviously had a lot more commercial beer this year than I think I've had in uh, quite a while. Uh, My waistline also shows that. Next year is going to be dedicated going back on the weight loss plan. Uh, But this year I've had a ton of different things from a ton of different breweries. And I think the ones that I have really, really enjoyed the most have been the Russian River's uh, Plenty for President, which you and I are going to taste before too long. And that was their their double dry hopped version of Plenty. And it's just, it's a really super over-the-top version of Plenty of the Elder, which I adore anyway as a beer. And so that was just like the extra little gilding. Uh, But also I would toss into the mix uh, Project Barley's uh, Belgian Blonde. Project Barley's a little brewery here in L.A. uh, down in the Lomita area. Run by a friend of mine who's the the brewmaster there, and it is a classic Belgian blonde. And he actually still sells it in the in the the mushroom corked and caged bottles. You know those good old good old Belgian 750s. And it's a beautiful beer, like seven percent, easy drinking, gets you into trouble faster than you want to be. And then the other one that I just discovered. So everybody knows Duchesse, right? You know, everybody's favorite Flanders red. And they apparently have a cherry version and a chocolate cherry version. And I just had the chocolate cherry version for the first time last week. And wow, that is like a sour cherry pie with chocolate shavings on top of it. Fantastic beer.
0: Cool, cool. And I would have to say that I have two favorites, uh, pretty much... Equally favorite, they were collaboration beers between Song and Freem, uh, probably the two best breweries in Oregon, in my opinion, and maybe a couple of the best in the world. One was a beer based on an old-fashioned cocktail, and the other one was a beer based on a Manhattan cocktail. And these beers are fantastic. They evoke what they're supposed to evoke, but they still taste like beers. Really, really stunning. And uh, once we get through all this holiday shipping stuff, I'll uh, get some down to you so you can try them, too. Yeah, really. So I think it's time for a little holiday toast, huh?
1: Absolutely. So what are you toasting with, sir? Uh,
0: I am toasting with Celebration today because what else could be possibly appropriate? How about you?
1: Uh, I'm actually uh, toasting with a beer I had from Project Barley because it's still a little early in the day here. And it is their Greetings from Lomita. It's their Mexican Cerveza, and it's a good well, a good afternoon beer.
0: Well, so here's to all of you and to Drew. Uh, hopefully, you've made it through this year somewhat intact, and next year is going to be better. We salute you, and we look forward to seeing you in the future.
1: Uh, and again, I mean, we joke around a lot, but please stay safe. We're almost through this nonsense, I think. Yay. And we really do look forward to seeing you all and making 2021 a fantastic year.
0: That's right, man. And now, on to everybody's favorite holiday song...